And now we're going. Now we're full, going. Full steam ahead. Here we are. Chugga chugga choo choo. Pull into the station. It's podcast hour. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of visuals. Yeah. I like that. I like that too. It reminds me of Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. Did you like that show? No, but years later, do you remember when we were in college? It was a rife time for Thomas the Dank Engine memes. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Y- do you, uh, I need to go back though. D- you, did you actively dislike it, or you just, you know, wasn't you know, I don't, in your cha- atmosphere? I don't even know what channel was it on. I know my younger cousin liked it, and she had trains that looked like them that we mm-hmm. played with, and so mm-hmm. I knew them as toys. But I don't think I ever watched the program. I think it was on like PBS. Yeah, I was not a PBS kid. I wasn't really either. But I'll tell you, Thomas really spoke to me. Sure. You know now now okay. Is he the I think I can train? No, that's a different guy. I miss I mix those up. Well, yeah, that's the, fair. Who's the I think I can train? He's just he's a book. He's a book? Yeah, he's a book. Oh, I always thought he had a another media outlet. I feel like I can hear the people saying well, I think I can. That was also back in the day where they just turned books into little short films for kids who couldn't read. And like good. people read me books. Maybe I'm just hearing the voices of teachers past. That could be too. And you know what? I also could be lying. We have the technology. I'm not. Ken, look that up. What was your assistant's name? Um, Yeah, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin. Uh, the Little Engine That Could. The Little Engine is, That Could. Is a book. But that is yes. not Thomas the Tank Engine. That's confusing. We should have consolidated our child trains. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. But as a Thomas Stan, I had a clear indication as to who was who. But, you know, obviously, for our average for our average viewers who didn't watch PBS, could get confusing. I'm confused. Diesel. Did you want to play the song? Yep. So that's it, huh? Your chips are down and you throw in the towel. I don't think so. Because there's still one podcast out there that we can count on. Hey, everyone. Hey, folks. Hey, everyone. What's up, everyone? You're listening to My Ex and I with Natalie, Natalie and, Michael. and Michael. Two people who used to date but don't anymore. They talk about their lives, dating, relationships, and basically everything else. But they're not professionals. They're just making jokes. Don't take anything they say too seriously. It's my ex and I podcast. Natalie can't stop talking and Michael can't stop bleeding. They're talking, talking exes, exes for the rest of you. Why would you start a podcast with your ex? Because loneliness is that hard. Hey, everybody. I'm Michael. And I'm Natalie. And my ex and I have a podcast together. And this is episode 107. 107. That. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of stuff. Nailed it. Uh, so, <laughs> welcome. There's not a lot of stuff that rhymes with seven. It's welcome in. And I know I've done that before. Yeah, and heaven's boring. It you is. know? Yeah. I'd rather go to hell. With the devil, heavy metal music. Yeah. Uh, you know <laughs> who's down there? My dad. Oh, definitely every every cool person ever. Jimi Hendrix. Is that that's number two on your list? That's number two. My dad, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Tupac. Yeah. Do, These are the think, people. We think Tupac's in hell. Do we think Tupac's in hell? Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you know, know, I'm not. Listen, I'm no Saint Peter, but I don't think he was like attending Sunday service. I mean, is that? I, I guess that is 
the requirement, but they're kind of bullshit requirements. He also we had should, premarital sex. We should go to hell and then stage kind of a revolution against God. Mm, I think that's what ended Lucifer up in hell in the first place. But well, we could try. then there's nowhere to go but down. That's true. Well, we might as well try. There's no, there's no more down to go. There's, there's no more down go to go up. Oh yeah, start it from the bottom. Yeah, and now we're taking over heaven. That's not a bad idea. There's the episode tagline one oh seven taking over heaven. Taking over heaven. Here we Kill go. God. So, and we got a a bunch of great. Honestly, the people in heaven probably aren't good fighters. This episode's going to be called "My Ex and I Kill God." Kill God. God is dead. God is dead. And we have killed. Question God. mark. Question mark. <laughs> God is not dead. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that a book? That's a movie, and let me tell you, it is. <laughs> phenomenal oh i'm sure it is phenomenal i watched that movie in college when i was like in my pissed off atheist stage you know yeah Mm, real gritty i remember him real gritty yeah 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 yeah. christopher hitchens we're ignoring all the problematic parts about you know our atheist heroes yeah uh and we're just we're just pissed off about the church and we watched god is not dead for the comedy of it yeah. Uh, and even as a person who is in like a different place spiritually now, who's a little more tolerant, I guess, as long as they're not being fucking jabronis, mm-hmm. I can say that movie's really bad. Yeah. 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 Speaking Gandhi's of, down in hell. Sorry. Gandhi's in hell. Gandhi's in hell for sure. Mother Teresa. Well, Gandhi's definitely in hell because like, wasn't he like Gandhi, but also a pedophile? Yes. Because he was Gandhi, we kind of just don't talk about it. That's correct. Great. Yep. And Mother Teresa was a raging bitch. Dumb bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And a racist. Probably a racist, but I I do know that she like withheld uh, pain medication from people because she thought suffering brought you closer to God. (sighs) (laughs) Speaking of getting brought closer to God, I saw Les Mis last night. Yeah. Les Miserables. It was a seek it was a seek it was a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Not a secret. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say sequel, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Lame is two. Back more, in the gutter. More bread. Um uh yeah, it was a surprise because listen, it's Pisces season, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the season where everything works out for me, specifically now. One of my one of my mantras in life or like one of my affirmations is like everything always just works out so well for me. And I just say that to myself all the time. That's and spe- good. Specifically in Pisces season, that is what's happening. Um Saturday we went to this show, this concert um and we like somebody that we knew said the right thing to the people and we ended up like in the VIP section. Oh um yesterday not saturday that was friday whatever it doesn't matter (laughs) yesterday i like at five o'clock my old coworker texted me and was like i have an extra ticket to lay mez curtains in three hours what are you doing and i was like i'll be there so that was dope so shit's working out for me you know everything's going my way and i got to see lay mez it was beautiful i forgot how much i like love live theater and how much that is like actually an interest that i have and I think I want to go see more shows and like live productions and that kind of thing. Was Hugh Jackman um, there? No, he wasn't, Michael. That's a movie and movies are different than musicals. Yeah, but they sing di- in it. Diff- it's different people. They sing in it. They do. But yeah. He was Wolverine. Well, that was a different movie. Yes. 
Yeah. That's um, a good movie. Wolverine? Uh-huh. I've never seen it. Oh. You know Logan? what I did see is Ant-Man 3 Quantumania. Um, <laughs> I have a few questions. Sure, yeah. One, have you seen Ant-Man 1 and 2? No. Of course not. There's no way you have. <laughs> Absolutely not. Two, why? <laughs> um, Paige and Austin, you know them. Uh, yeah. And some of our other friends have like a tradition of going to go see all the Marvel movies when they come out. And I'm not usually invited to those outings. Because of course I not. do not want to be. Yeah. Of course not. Um, but when they were going out to see that one specifically, somebody couldn't go and there was an extra ticket. And I was like, why not? I'll get incredibly stoned and go see the third movie in an installment of movies that I haven't otherwise seen. Okay. Okay. Three. Did you follow it? No. 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 Right. Right. It was Did you very enjoy confusing it? for me. Um, you know, as much as it was kind of just like being sat in a theater in a comfy chair that ro- that lounged with a cup holder and a freezy, an icy freeze. You know, that's nice. It was kind of like being sat there and then having this like, you know, spectacle of phantasmagorium put in front of me, and I didn't that's get it. Nice. But it was colors, you know. It is colors. That's a good point. That's a good it, point. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely you, colors. You cannot argue it's colors. <laughs> yeah. I guess those are all my questions. Uh, oh, uh, now are you attracted to Paul Rudd? No, 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 no. But I'll tell really? you what was in there that I was attracted to was um, William Jackson Harper. Is that his name? No. Hold well, on. I mean, I don't know. I don't know names. Uh, uh, yeah, that's his name. Uh, you know him. He was in, well, he was in The Good Place, which you wouldn't know, I don't think. He was cheaty in The Good Place. Yeah, I love that movie. I love that show. Oh, well, he was cheaty in The Good Place. I watched the whole thing. Okay, he's attractive. Yeah, he's attractive. So he was there, and that was good for me. William who? William Jackson Harper. He was also in, uh, Midsummer. Midsummer. Ooh, that's a good movie. He was in that movie. Remember that? No, I didn't watch it. You didn't see... Of course not. Michael. That's colors. Not. That's beautiful colors. But it's scary colors. One of the colors is red of the inside of the body. That's true. That's I don't a good like point. That. I don't, that's, that's a good a point. Color I don't like. That was a fun movie, though. No. I went to see that movie at like midnight by myself in Columbus. How fun. Mm-hmm. But he was in that movie. He was very studious. Look at us sipping our coffee. It is uh, 10. Well, it's almost noon for you, but it's 11 for me. Yeah. On which a Sunday. Fun. On a Sunday morning, which is fun. We don't usually record on Sunday morning. Sunday morning. We're recording. <laughs> That's good. I Thank like that. Thank you. Good, yeah. That's colors. Um, That's colors. Yes, it is Sunday <laughs> morning. <laughs> the other day, Paige and I were driving and we saw somebody do something. I don't even remember what it was, but out of my mouth just came, go to school. <laughs> as, as, as like a... A dismissal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really fun. And do you uh, think do you think they should or will? No, no. No, they won't. To no to both. But it was a it was a whimsical thing to say. I'm probably gonna say it more. <laughs> were they committing a crime? No, I think they were just we didn't like their outfit. Sure, sure, sure. Go to they school. They were just they were walking on the street and we thought they looked weird. They needed like, some peer pressure. Go to school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Were they young or you're just saying No. I don't mean to deconstruct this insult too much because... Yeah, no, no. They were just a normal-aged person. Uh, normal-aged. 
Just your yeah. normal age, you know? Just, just your typical age. Normal height, normal age. What do you think is the most common age on the planet right now? Wow. Right? 33. You think 33 people born in, what would that be? 1987. 89? 89. <laughs> I'm 30. Right. Yes, 89. Yep. That is when Taylor Swift was born. So I don't doubt that she ushered in a lot of other 33 years. Births? <laughs> yeah. She was born and people were like, she's going to need a merch team. And they had a bunch of babies. Yeah. Who, who's exactly her age. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's the Jesus year. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, for sure. Because he was 33 when he. When he knocked on wood. When he knocked on wood. Yeah. Or when yeah. wood was knocked on to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. OK. So I have stuff to tell you. I did write stuff down. OK. The, th- the three things that I wrote down. And I'm just going to let you pick what you want to do first. OK. Love it. Love it. The first thing that I wrote down is I just want to tell you the plot to Les Mis because I know you don't know it because when I said I'm going to go see Les Mis, you said that guy stole bread and that's only a small part of it and it actually doesn't even happen on screen. It's 20 years after he stole bread, you know? Wow. And then I said, hi, Jackman, but I meant to say Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So so we could do that. I, I also want to tell you about how I think the Uber driver that I had coming home from the theater... I th- I do think he was a vampire. Sick. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. And and then I also the, another segment that I was working on was there are just a couple things that I wrote down that I don't understand, and instead of googling them, I thought I'd just ask you to explain them to me. I love it. Oh my god, those are great topics. First yeah, of all, yeah, I know I really killed it this week. Before I pick one of those, I need to ask you a question. Yeah. Just real quick, what do you know about men's shoe sizes? different than mine different than yours for sure for sure for sure yeah but if you say saw someone my height yeah and you said i bet that guy has a, a shoe size of i would not be able to to, to do that mental okay. calculation because i had a conversation yesterday with two of my guy friends right mm-hmm. and they're smaller than me mm-hmm. short kings as you will mm-hmm. and one of them had a shoe size that was close to mine and I was mm-hmm. like, "Whoa, that's weird that you you got you got some big some big feet." And he was like, "I don't think so." But then the other guy who was around his height said he had a shoe size that was much smaller than mm-hmm. Guy Prime. And so I don't really know what the average shoe size is for men, and I thought you've dated men, maybe you've, you know, no. gotten a sense of their foot size. No. Okay. No, certainly not. Certainly okay. not. Not paying attention. Um No, why would you? No, why would I? Yeah, I'm not either, apparently, because I thought I have normal size feet, and but I don't know what to do with the information that I took in yesterday. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how to help you. Uh, I don't know anything it. about it. I, I maybe you know. I think what I would offer is uh, maybe look inward and think about why it matters to you so much. It doesn't, because my in me, my foot is the perfect size. In you, your in, foot is the perfect size. Correct. In my my foot heart, in your in the, in your heart of foots, in my foot of hearts, it's great size. <laughs> great. In my foots of hearts, it's the perfect size. I think so. 
Okay. Uh, now, and you know what forward. they say about a guy with big heart. Big dick. He can put a foot in there. Oh, right. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm immensely... Oh, wow. Okay. These, these topics I love. I'm immensely intrigued about the vampire. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so complimented that you're asking me questions instead of Googling them. Yeah. Yeah. And I do not know the plot of Les Mis, and I'm a little interested in it. I would like to guess. Okay. Let's start with the vampire, though. That feels like a nice thing to get us rolling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. okay. So it's last night, Saturday mm-hmm. night in the city. Prime vampire I, time. I have been invited surreptitiously mm. to, to this production of yeah. Les Miserables. I go. It's fantastic. I'm wearing a green dress. I look great. I of course want to go home, and so I say Uber. Right. Do it. That's how you do. And the Uber app says to me, they say, "Hey, it's Saturday night in in downtown Chicago. Uber's kind of fucked right now. Yeah. You know what's cheaper than a normal Uber is an Uber Black. Actually. Did Whoa. You wanna, did you want to do an Uber Black? Fancy car. Fancy car. And I yeah. was like. Well, if it's cheaper, if the boot fits, if the you know, I'm gonna do it. So I order my little Uber Black. Do 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 do. He comes, he picks me up. It's this big Lincoln, and I don't know about cars. Me neither. But it said Lincoln, so it was a Lincoln. Right, 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 right. First of all, I go to get in the vehicle. It's a, it's some kind of flat handle that I cannot intuit how to use. Love it. Like What's, a Tesla. What the fuck is going on there? Why did we change car handles and we did no public education about it? I agree. Go to school. Go to school. Uh-huh. Uh, there was like a button, so I pushed it. Whatever. I got in the car. Right. There's. I see this man and he's he's got a large presence. He's got like black salt and pepper hair pulled into a ponytail at the base of his neck. Yep, of course. A classic vampire hairstyle. Classic vampire hairstyle. His fingers are just heavy with gold bejeweled rings. Whoa. Okay. Okay. He's he's wearing like probably like a white button down. It was like a white shirt. I don't know. And I didn't see his Classic vampire. Again. But he looks like a vampire already. Okay. Yeah. And he's driving a Lincoln. And he's driving a big black Lincoln. Um, It was... The most eerily quiet Uber ride I'd ever been on. He was not playing any radio. He doesn't need it. He's <laughs> 500 years old. He's yeah. beyond music. He's, yeah, he doesn't know what music to listen to. He, he doesn't. He he would like start playing like classical music and really tell on himself, you know? Yeah. Um, well, music to him is still going to the theater. And like, that's the only way you can consume music is live performance. Right, right. Um he uh the the engine of the car again I, it was some kind of fancy lincoln but the engine right. made no noise right, so it's right. just we're just gliding down the highway there is a smell of like something perfumey but also something kind of earthy happening sure. it's like there's this like cologne perfume to mask this like underlying earthy smell what is that who could What know? is that yeah he says very little words to me, just like confirms my address, whatever. I do this thing, and I'm not interested in unpacking it right now. I'm doing it in therapy, but I do this thing where I kind of compulsively pick at my scalp. Uh-huh. And like, if there's like 
an ingrown hair or something, I'll pick at it and it'll scab over and then it'll kind of be in like an itch scratch cycle. It's maybe a compulsion or self-harm. I don't know. We don't need to unpack that right now. I'm working on it. But all that to say, I'm sitting in the back seat. I kind of like pick at my scalp a little bit and I know that I break the skin and that my scalp is bleeding. Oh, no. And the minute my scalp starts bleeding, this otherwise incredibly quiet man is like, And I said, I literally have this thought in my mind. I was like, oh, this is it. It's happening. Yeah. It's, I'm going to become a vampire. I'm, I'm going to be a vampire in wow. about five minutes. Yeah. Um, Whoa. I didn't. He continued my ride and dropped me off at home. I think in probably a beautiful exercise in self-control. Right. Um, good for him. Good for him. First Good of for all. him. Yeah. Proud of him. Proud of him. But it was just like what? It was definitely a vampiric interaction. 100%. Thank you. I appreciate that you're acting like you didn't become a vampire last night. And here's why. Yeah. <laughs> because when you inevitably text me after this and ask if I want to be a vampire, of course the answer is yes. I already look like one. <laughs> so I feel like this is fulfilling my destiny in a way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we won't want to tell anybody, of course. Of course. Because they're going to get suspicious when we stop aging and mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. drinking blood. And, and we have to move to Forks. Right. And I'm a Chevy guy. You right. know what I mean? And now I'm going to have to buy a Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry about that. Presumably an electric vehicle. I right. Because it was making no noise and the yeah, door I, handles were weird. I have no idea. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Uh, he was a vampire 100%. 100%. Thank you so much. I really yeah. thought maybe I would have to do some more convincing, but I'm nope. glad that you believe me from the jump. I was... I was almost certain he was a vampire just from the description. Yeah. Uh, but the sniffing when you bled. Yeah. He's yeah. either a vampire or a shark, and he didn't have fins. Right. right. He wasn't underwater. We were driving down the street. You can't wear rings with fins. I've you already, can't. I've always said that. And yeah. oh man, that's sharks don't have fingers. Sharks don't have fingers. And but if they you did, know, you know who does have fingers is vampires. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. More than no. I think At the same time, as everyone else. I think. Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. Unless they work for the Yakuza and they get in trouble. Right. You've made that reference a couple times. I did, you know, because I find it really interesting. <laughs> Why? <laughs> hey, you're not doing good work. I'm going to take a digit from you. <laughs> do better with this. Do better do in better, this situation. Yeah, now work better with less, uh, which just seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Yes. It does seem counterintuitive. And again, I think it's it's so you depend on your master war because you can't hold your sword properly. But it right. just in in the modern age, just let them keep their fingies and maybe like uh you know, dock their pay. Put, put them on a pip. What is that? Oh, a pip? A performance <laughs> performance improvement plan. That's right. Yep. <laughs> That's how you can tell I work in tech. Yeah, yeah. I've never had I, one though. I just saw a TikTok about a pip. Mm. It was a woman who implemented a pip in her relationship with her boyfriend. I also saw that TikTok. Yes. Uh, I would rather vomit and run out into traffic than have to act as a manager towards my romantic partner in order to make them act right. Completely agree. And as someone who uh, chronically underperforms at work, I know I'm not going to do well in a relationship with a pip. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know how I would handle that necessarily. I think it probably works for them because he sounds like he's an engineer. Maybe maybe she is speaking his language. But uh, I think we can both agree for us and for most people. Go to school. Go to school. I mean, 
the thing is, it's I don't even, I'm not even going to get there is the thing. Exactly. Like, we're d- like, if I, if I am have, if that idea occurs to me, maybe I should use an HR tactic to improve my relationship. If that thought pops into my head, I'm walking. Yeah. There's nothing. Wh- 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 why am I staying? And in the TikTok, she was like, at the beginning, we had a lot of problems, like a lot of problems. And but we had love for each other. You know what I mean? And it's not like, enough. OK, not then enough. just love is not then, enough. If you then are just a be friends, dick bag who doesn't act right and needs to be managed and mommied. Yeah, I agree with you. Not enough. I agree with you. Pip. 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 Get out of here. Go to school. Get out of here. Go to school. <sighs> yeah, I really like that as an insult. Right. Yeah. That's uh, good. I'm going to start using it. So, okay. So you saw a vampire. Great. Yeah. I'm not a vampire. I know that you think probably I'm lying to you in the audience. I, I, I would tell you. I don't think I was chosen. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Michael, yeah, you're not Michael, a vampire. I'm, not awake. A I'm awake right now in the I know. sunlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, I wish I, if I was a vampire, I would tell you. I'm, I know you. I'm, okay. I'm going to wink. Okay. Wink. <laughs> Got it. You're not a vampire. I didn't. <laughs> you didn't give me any. I didn't. Okay. Huh? Do nope. You, okay. Do you want to answer some questions for me? I would love to. You're not a vampire. I'm not a vampire. Of course. Of course. That'd be ridiculous. Be, that'd you, would be tell, so... you, would, you would tell me. I would absolutely tell you. You, were, you would be the first person I would tell. I, I'd be the first person you would tell, Wink. <laughs> 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 I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I got some questions, Michael. Go ahead. People say something. People, there's there's something that people say when they're when they're doing smart people arguments. Uh huh. And you know me, I can kind of keep up with smart people arguments, but you're a smart woman. They say this thing, and I've just never bothered to look it up. But it's something about like people. They say about like correlation and causation, and the something about the two of those things, and I just don't know what it means. <laughs> Can you okay. explain that to me? Yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the, the best way to explain it. It just means because these two things are connected does not mean Wait, that one for, caused first, the other. Before you say, here's, it, it means this. What is it? Like, what is <laughs> the, the thing that people are saying? <laughs> uh, correlation does not equal causation. Great. Walk me through that. Okay. Correlation, meaning these two things are connected. We can yeah. agree that these two things are happening simultaneously. Great. Right? Yeah. But that does not mean that one is causing the other to happen. Yes. Right? Great. So I'm trying to think of like a good real world example. I think I I always hear about it in like astrology, right? Like. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Like this, this people in like a specific sign might have similarities, but like it's. We have to think about. See, I don't know. No, I, that's perfect. So, I'm there. like, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. There. So, uh, like, you notice that a lot of Libras act the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a correlation there. Okay, so these Libras are acting this way. That might be connected, but that does not mean the fact that they are Libras are causing them to act that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me tell you, like, I wrote this down after hearing something, uh, an argument that I didn't fully understand that was, like, people talk about astrology like they think it's garbage, but Uh there are certain correlations, like, 
the example was that like a lot of major league baseball players were born at similar times. Right. Okay. Okay. But it's like when you think about youth baseball leagues, there's an age cutoff. And usually all of those pro baseball players were they would have been like older kids on a baseball team and they're like older and bigger and therefore they're like given more opportunities. Yes. And so they go on to be ba- professional baseball players. So it's like, yeah, people born at this time have correlation. The causation is not this fact, but like other circumstances. I don't know. No, that, I'm, you're, I'm that's close, exactly right? right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So like, okay, great. it's not the time that's causing them to become professional baseball players. You can find this better explanation that is the causation of them becoming professional baseball players. Okay. And so that, yeah, that's a classic, that's a classic debate bro thing to whip out. Cool. Okay. Correlation. Sure. Straw man. You yell. Yeah. Circular logic. Circular logic. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You've seen Hassan streams. Okay. Here's my next question. What is foie gras? (laughs) (laughs) I hear that and I say, I don't know what that is. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> I thought that one, you could tell me. That one is so funny because like the correlation causation thing, it's like, yeah, I could Google this, but I want someone to break it down for me that knows me because they'll know how to explain it to me. Foie gras yeah. is just a word. <laughs> yeah, but what is it? It's duck. I'm almost positive oh. it's duck. Yeah. Really? I would have had no idea. I kind of thought it was like a mushroom or something. That's cool. No, no. It's duck. I'm, I'm almost positive. Let me verify for you. I still don't want you to have to Google it. Okay, great. Thank you. I had. No, but I'm I, almost, I thought it was like a, a, a mushroom appetizer or something. But that Yeah, so foie gras is a specialty food product made of the liver of a duck. Okay. Have yeah. you ever had it? It's a fan... I have not. It's a fancy food. But Asher Roth had a mixtape that came out in like 2011 called Foie Gras. Is that the I Love College guy? That is the I Love College guy. Nice. I was white and young, so I was a fan of his. (laughs) Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, here's my last question for you. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Now I have no idea where this is going. Before okay. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, she's like watching debates and shit, okay. No, no, no. These are just What's... questions I have in my day-to-day life. I love it. What's the deal with the British guards who don't talk? Mm. Great question. <laughs> That's a great question, and Thank I you. do not know the answer to that one. Why? Why? And why the hat? And where are they even? Are they outside of the palace? Yeah, I think do they fa- do they go everywhere? You only see them usually in London, right? I think they're around royalty. They're just there to like stand guard for the royalty. But are they like Secret Service? I don't, I don't oh. know. Oh, I think they would kind of be like Secret Service. And that's the thing that I don't know how to Google because I don't do you, like I Google like go soldier does and talk, and they Google says what are you saying? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. I think they're like the try again. Go to school. I actually, so I remember I told you the, about this a couple of years ago. I was like on TikTok or something. No, I was on Twitter. 
And I saw this girl who was like a young girl in London who was like 19. And I was like, I'm going to follow this person just because I'm fascinated with what her world is. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like nothing fucking weird. But I was just like, I have no idea what a young girl's life in London, England is like. And so I just followed her to find that. She started dating one of the fellas. And you and she would just like go there and take photos with him, but he just had to stand there all fucking like stoic and not talk. So you're telling me that those guys are a in the age demographic to demographic to date yeah. a 19 year old. So probably yeah, young, he was young boy. He was hopefully. a young man. Yep. Didn't know that news. Yeah. Uh, and also like they're on Tinder, probably. Yeah, presumably. Yeah, because when when they take the big hat off, they can talk. They can talk. So the hat yes. is kind of what locks their their mouths. Yeah, it's a common misconception, actually. The hat is weighing their face down, so they face physically sounds. can't they talk. Can't even, they, yeah. they can't even move their jaw. That's interesting. They can't. Yeah, they can't. No, the hat is uh, solid. It's You think maybe there's <laughs> yes. like a, a hollow core, like a hat, nope. but it's not. Yeah. It's like a pillar that's on their head. It's a cinder block under there. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And and like they're super rude too. I mean, obviously they don't talk to you, which is rude. Yeah. But like if they're walking and you get in their way, they just have to plow through you. Like they're not allowed to like go around you or anything. It's like, oh no, we God. walk in Excuse straight me. lines. Yeah. No. Yeah. They just fucking. I saw one huh. like kick a kid once. Huh. Yeah. You saw one kick a kid? Uh-huh. I saw a video. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, right. well, so yeah, I don't, I don't know what's, I th- but I think they're there to protect uh, the queen. She's dead. She's she's dead. The royal. I family. mean, there's still a queen, but like she's not the same. Right. Who? Cam- Camilla. She's the queen. Yeah, but like oh. she's not. She's not like a a regnant queen. She's just mm. like the wife of the king. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Well, I wish I could help more with that one because now I'm interested. Right. I don't know. Listeners, let us know. Why, why can't they talk? Why can't they talk? I, and you know and what? I, I, I found a name. I don't, I don't even remember what it was. But I mm. found a, a name of a type of soldier and I was like, ooh, this I can Google. And I remember I went through the whole Wikipedia and they didn't say anything about not talking. About not talking? I, Isn't it? I'm specifically I it was like- interested in the why no talking. I thought it was just like the Royal Guard, but maybe not. I, I, I thought it was like, hold on. Yeah, it's the Royal Guard. <clears throat> oh, okay. I was looking at like the people who guard the Tower of London, but that's different, oh. I think. So the Royal Guard is a group of military bodyguards, soldiers, or armed uh, retainers responsible for the protection of a royal person, such as the emperor or empress, king or queen, or prince or princess. That just sounds like this is the concept of a royal guard. Yes, that's correct. But the, but I'm I'm getting the photos of the guys. Oh, okay. Huh. And the hats. Yeah. So I mean, God bless them. I don't think they're allowed to like drink water while they're standing there either. And like, where did the hats come from? Like, at what mm. point in history were we like big big black fuzzy hat? Big fluffy hat. Yeah, that's the good look. That's dignified, and we all like that. I bet. This is a shot in the dark. It was to make them appear taller. Huh. Yeah. Like, oh my God, look at that formidable foe. He's so tall with He's his so head. He's so big with his big head. Yeah. 
Like he's got like a Gerald haircut under there. A Gerald so haircut? Tall. Yeah. What's what's a Gerald haircut? Oh, you like Hey Arnold. Uh Gerald Gerald had a big hair. Right. Yes. Mar the Marge Simpson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Right. The Bride of Frankenstein. Sure. Sure. Those are Do you want to know about Les Mis? I would love to know about Les Mis. So this guy steals bread. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. So. Does, does Hugh, before we start, does Hugh Jackman play the guy? In the movie, yes. That steals the bread? Yes. Okay. But again, the bread stealing does not is not an on-screen occurrence. Right. But I'm going to be picturing Hugh Jackman just so you know. That's fine. As that, character's, that character's name is... Jean Valjean. Right. Okay. Yep. We we know this. Mm. Okay. So, Lamis. It's a beautiful tale of miserable people in mm. a time of political uh, upheaval and and poverty. Yes. France. France. So, it's in like 19th century France. Uh Jean Valjean is this peasant dude who he steals bread the musical opens, it's been 19 years since he stole the bread, and he's wow. a part of a chain gang, and the chain gang is a bummer to be a part of, you know? I imagine so, yeah. But it opens, and one of the first things that happens is Inspector Javert, who is like kind of the main antagonist, is like, hey, Jean Valjean, you've been a part of this chain gang for stealing a, sa it was not even a loaf of bread, by the way, Michael. From my ex and I. What's a chain gang? A chain gang is like they're all chained together and they're made to do labor. I'm glad I asked. I, f like, I thought they were carrying like, around chains. No, like prisoners. And prisoners. they're chained up, but they're like digging holes and rowing boats and stuff. Like the movie Holes. Right, but not in France. But but not, yes. Yeah. Um. So uh, Javert is like, Jean Valjean, you've been here for 19 years. Congrats, it's time for parole. Mm. And Jean Valjean's like, great. I love that. And so right. he goes around. But when you're on parole in 19th century France, you have to wear this uh, like yellow thing that signifies that you're a criminal. Livestrong. You have to wear a Livestrong <laughs> bracelet. Right, right. Um, and so Jean Valjean's walking around this village and everybody's seeing his Livestrong bra bracelet. And they're right. like, yo, you're a criminal. We're all like moral, good, honest people. Why should you get the same opportunities that we have? Fuck you. We're not going to give you any money or food or anything. And you're going to live like shit. Classic. I'm glad that doesn't happen to ex-cons today. Right. Yeah. And thank God we got rid of that. <laughs> thank God we have a, an infrastructure where we support people and rehabilitate them as they reenter society. Yeah. That is good. It's, it's great. Um <laughs> Um, question so yeah my, michael uh from my ex and i he uh yeah. he did 19 hard years for stealing bread a single mouthful of bread yeah that seems like a harsh punishment that's that's france that's france that's, baby that's pre-revolutionary france wow okay all right um so he he's walking around nobody's being nice to him uh until this uh bishop i think from a mm. church right um is like you can stay here with me for a night it's okay and that's so tight 
and in this uh, so whole nice. production, Christian, like the Christian faith and like God and stuff is equated with like moral goodness. So when you hear me talking about like God and stuff, that was just like their analog for like morality, you know? Right. Okay. Um. So Jean Valjean's chilling at this bishop's house. He's like, oh my God, what a great opportunity. I'm going to steal from this bishop so that I sure. can have money to make a new life. Why not? Um, so he does that. He steals a bunch of silver, but then he ends up getting caught and mm. he's about to go back to the chain gang. But then the bishop comes out and is like, he didn't steal those. Those were gifts. And also you left so soon. You forgot these candlesticks also. Oh, and Jean Valjean's like, holy fuck, that was so nice. Yeah. And and then the the you know the police leave and the bishop's like, bro, you got to take these candlesticks and the silver and stuff, and you got to like become an honest man and like start a new life. Okay. Right. This is my gift to you. And now right. I I've saved your life for God. So now right. you're li- you're living for the big man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of this is sung, by the way. There is not of a course. spoken word in this whole musical. All of it. All of it is sung. Oh, God. That's <laughs> I, so much. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, yeah, Michael from my ex and I. Uh, candlesticks? Yeah. What, just so we can see? No, candles, like candlestick holders. Right. Like they're silver and you put a long taper candle in them. But just because just we don't have electricity. Right, but they're, the the point is that they're like big and silver, and so he could sell them. He and could get sell lots it. Of money. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um. So then we have a time jump. Okay. Right. Jean Valjean is like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna become a new man, but in order to do that, I kind of gotta like reinvent myself. So he like rips up his Livestrong bracelet mm. and like breaks his parole. Whoa. And like a couple year, like eight years pass, and he's the mayor of a town. Wow. I'm not really sure. Him. Took a while, but he got there. He's this mayor of a town. He's living this good, honest life. He owns a factory and, you know, he sings a lot about how like people depend like people their jobs depend on him having this factory, blah, 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 whatever. In this factory, there is this woman working named Fontaine. And obviously all of the people who work in this factory are like pretty poor and overworked and whatever. Yeah. Fontaine in particular, the foreman of the factory, like comes on to her all the time. And when she mm. rejects him, the foreman like takes it out on all the other ladies. And it's like Ooh. super mean because, you know, we don't teach men how to handle rejection. Right. So glad we fixed that. Glad we fixed that. Yeah. That's it's uh, really glad. Um, yeah. So good. But the, that all the other ladies are like, oh, this sucks. Um, we really don't like this Fontaine girl because. She's like causing problems, but you know, we're gonna victim blame. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, this like letter shows up that one of the other girls and it like reveal reads and it reveals that Fontaine has a child and she's like working so hard under this like bad condition in order to like send money to her child who is living with these innkeepers in another location while Fontaine's like in the city working. Sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah. They use that information about her child to like frame her or something or like paint her in a bad light. And so the uh, foreman ends up like kicking her out and she's out on the street and she has no way to make money. And keep in mind, this is the factory that Jean Valjean owns. And there's a moment where like he sees this happen and just like lets it happen. What? And so Fontaine's out on the street. I know, right? Yeah. Fontaine's out on the street. 
she ends up uh, like selling her hair. And that's when sure. you see that moment that Anne Hathaway like shaved her head for. Mm-hmm. She sings I Dreamed a Dream. You don't? No. 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 Okay. We'll watch the movie someday. Uh, it's no. a great performance from Ms. Hathaway. She really kills it. Um, I'll watch it if you watch X-Men. No. Uh, and then she <laughs> she like sells her hair. She becomes a prostitute. While she's prostituting, this really fucking rude like noble is really shitty towards her and like tries to hurt her and she fights back. And mm-hmm. it turns into this scuffle and who should show up to this scuffle but Javert as, oh. the, as the police. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you hurting this nice wealthy man? Clearly, this nice wealthy man is the victim, and yeah. you are a harlot, and you're bad. Right. Um, and Jean Valjean shows up on the scene, and he's like, "Oh shit, candlesticks! I'm a mayor, and this person who used to work in my factory, like I kind of let this happen." Right. And uh. He sees Javert and he's like, you know, Jean Valjean's been on the run for a while. And he's like, oh, fuck, Javert's here. And Javert, you know, at the beginning was like, you're on parole, but you're never going to escape from me. You'll never change, you thief. Right, right. He refers to him by his, like, number that's branded on his chest. Oh, he got branded? Yeah. it's Fucking metal. prisoner 24601. So he has that branded on him. That's kind of sick. It's pretty tight. Um, Yeah, Michael? Uh. Uh, a few questions. Sure. He's mayor. Right. Was he elected? I don't know. We've got so much to get through. You really kind of can't question the logic of what happens. I don't think there was a free election. No. I have one more, though. Yeah. Yeah, totally. He's mayor and a factory owner. Mm-hmm. Which one is the part-time gig? Like, d- does he focus more on his factory duties again we're really seeing a series of vignettes of this man's life and i right. just don't have further information got it okay 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 yeah yeah yep um so he the, jean valjean ends up de-escalating that situation without revealing his identity as a prisoner to Jean. right and fontaine ends up in the hospital and she's gonna die for real she's gonna so, die She's super she's she got the shit beat out of her by this dude. Right. Right. Um so and s- something happens in there where like Jean Valjean he like lifts he, there's like a an accident where somebody ends up trapped under a wagon and Jean Valjean like lifts the wagon up off this person and Javert's like I haven't seen somebody that strong since the chain gang since and like Wolverine. starts to put the pieces together he's like that's Wolverine yeah yeah oh he my start, god he starts to put he's the got pieces adamantium together. bones but then he goes up to Jean Valjean and he's like man you really remind me of this prisoner I used to know Good thing that we already caught this that guy, and he's like super gonna die um, because you seem a lot like him. And John Valjean's Uh-oh. like, oh, oh fuck! I'm like living this super honest life. This like if I let this innocent guy die or whatever, yeah. like I could be good forever. But I don't know if I, you know I'm living for God now. I don't know if I can have right. it on my conscience. Right. And so he ends up going to this man's like trial or whatever, and is like, that's not your guy. I'm your guy. I'm Jean Valjean. He sings that. Oh. He has this whole moment where he sings. Because we're still singing I? everything. I am Jean Valjean. Yeah, because they're singing everything. Who am I like the Jackie Chan movie? Yeah, I think that was an inspiration <laughs> for Victor Hugo. Right. Probably. Um, probably. 
Um, and so so he he disrupts this man's child. Javert's like, oh my god, I'm gonna get you. And mm. Jean Valjean's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I know about this Fontaine girl. She's dying. I she's got a kid. I feel mm. responsible for the kid. Let me just go get the kid. And Javier's right. like, fuck no, fuck you. This I suck and you suck and this sucks. And so right. Jean Valjean has to like kick his ass and then he what? gets away. Yeah. Wow. And, and there's only they, like one cop. What? There's only like one cop. Like Right. Yeah. Th- there's pretty much just the one cop. Right. Um, there's others, but th- we're only introduced to the one, you know? Yeah. Um. So Jean Valjean gets away. He goes and finds Fontaine's kid. Her name's Cosette. And Diet she's Fontaine. A, she's a little baby. Diet Fontaine. <laughs> Diet um, <laughs> she's a little baby. And oh my God, at the production last night, the the introduction to like little Cosette is this song called Castle on a Cloud. And oh. it's just this like little girl dressed as a street urchin and she's just like singing and I literally like clutched my heart. It was so cute. That's very adorable. It was super adorable. Um, Just (laughs) really cute. Uh, And she keeps your beer cold. Jean Valjean goes and he finds Cosette. Cosette's living at this inn with these innkeepers called the Thenardiers. And they're, they have a song called like Master of the House. They're very like smarmy and like they scam people and they're real gross cool um and because that's living with them and they're not treating her very well and they're like making her a servant and fontine is sending them money but they're using the money to like spoil their daughter whose name is eponine mm. So it's not a great situation. Jean Valjean no. finds Cosette. He like bargains with the Tenardiers to get Cosette away from them and is like, I'm gonna raise you and be your father. That's good, but I gotta go to jail. But uh, well, he uh, he fought Javert, right? So he's like on the run again, right? And right. so he he takes Cosette. They go on the run. Time skip, right? Does he have money? He fig- he, he figured it out. He's, he's a factory hustling. owner, right? Um, time skip. Okay, we're in Paris. I How think old Paris. is he now? He's getting up there, you know. Yeah. I think in that second time skip, he was about forty, and then in this one, he's gotten to like sixty. Whoa, what was the average lifespan of some, like a, a French peasant in the fucking 19th I don't know. Century? I could I could be completely lying about that, but you know, who can say? Did they put makeup on Hugh Jackman to age him? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Um okay, so time passes. We're in Paris now. Oh. Uh Paris is in upheaval because sure. there's this general who's the only general who's like nice to poor people and he's about to die. And so mm. there are there's this group of students who are like we love this general and we love his whole being nice to poor people thing. Go to school. We're going to school and we think that's cool. Right. So we're going to we're organizing kind of in his spirit. Um and then when this guy dies they're like oh this is a great moment to capitalize on all the all the chaos for our upheaval, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, among these students, there's this dude named Marius, who's kind of our like main dude, mm. and there's this other guy named Enjolrus. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't. Know. That's a cool name. Uh, but he's kind of like the the main like talking head guy. Like he's the he's the political organizer of the situation. Right. Uh, while they're like kind of doing their thing, Marius. And Cosette, who is now older, because we've done a time skip, they like see each other in the street and they fall in love 
immediately. <gasps> That's cool. That's so cool, right? Yeah. Um, but then, you know, Jean Valjean like has to take Cosette back to their house because, you know, they're still keeping it low key. Right, right, right. Marius is like, oh my God, who was that lady? She's so hot. I was about yeah. to go fight in this upheaval, but now there's a hot lady I know about. My <laughs> life is worth living. I got to know who she is. Yeah, yeah. And so he turns to his good pal, Eponine, who has also grown up and is no longer being spoiled by her parents and is now a dirty little street urchin who's had a very hard life. And they're friends? And they're friends. Whoa. And... Eponine is like super in love with Marius and Marius just does not see it and only has eyes for Cosette now. He sounds hot. Well, he's supposed to be. I in the movie he was Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redman? Redmayne? You know? Yeah, yeah. From the Wu Tang clan. Nope. nope. Uh <laughs> um, so so there's this love triangle brewing, but also this like revolution is about to happen or whatever. Of course. Yeah. So um there's, blah, a lot blah, going blah. On. there's so much going on yeah. right i bet you didn't even know how much went on in no this. i thought it was just about bread i know i know you did and that's why i wanted to tell you <laughs> that's why I yeah this is fun for me um okay so they're they the students like go to this cafe and they sing this song called like, red and black where they're like uh they're talking black, about like their black. revolutionary ideals you know and Wiz khalifa they sing the song, uh, do you know the song, Do You Hear the People Sing? Yeah. You know, you, you don't, you've never heard that song? No. Uh, I've heard, the, I've heard three musical theater songs in my life. The, like, it's, it's very cool. It, it's very, like, rousing in terms of, like, mm. ooh, we're making political change. <laughs> um, the, the, like, the main bars of the song yeah. are, like, do you hear the people sing, singing the songs of angry men? It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. Oh, so that's like, good. It's, it's Yeah, it's very intense. Fucking bars, bro. It's fucking bars. Um, Someone, some rapper should sample that. Yeah, absolutely. Whoa. They, they could also, they could, they could sample Red and Black. They could sample One Day More, which is another song that I think goes pretty fucking hard. There's a lot, there's a lot of material here. What's I'm going to write in- Open Mike Eagle a letter. What's interesting to think about is it's this whole musical about like people in poverty and the way that like, uh, you know, systemic uh, institutions treat people in poverty yeah, and how much people suffer because of that and how these like small moments of transformation, you know, the, the bishop being kind and, and you know, uh, Cosette being saved by a person who felt guilty about her mother's death it's these small moments of transformation that like act as, as goodness right in this otherwise like very miserable landscape. So it's like human acts of kindness versus systemic cruelty. I don't Um, mean to force this comparison, but this is a lot like (laughs) X-Men. You know what I mean? Like Wolverine, all these mutants are being discriminated against. They can't find good jobs. Once someone finds out you're a mutant, they cast you aside mm-hmm. and you're some sort of like leper who needs to be in the streets forever. But then Professor Xavier, you know what I mean? He's like, right. he's got this, he's got this sanctuary and he brings these people in and he gives them the gift of of community. He, mm-hmm. he teaches them how to harness their powers and fight for good. And then he sends them off. And then Wolverine, you know, has this father relationship with like Rogue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do think it is similar. So, uh, 
I can tell. I can tell that really hit you. So after we we established like this love triangle or whatever, uh, we go into this uprising. You know, this general dies and they're like, we're going to do an uprising. It's going to be tight. We're going to build a barricade. And the barricade is a huge thing. Like we're beavers. Um, And they just build it with a bunch of objects. They barricade off the street. And they're going to have this face off with the cops. <gasps> and they're like, they're shooting muskets in the barricade. And it's very, you know, it's all very cool. Sick. Um, Eponine sings this song on my own, if you're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of lamenting the fact that like Marius is never going to love her and sure. her life is sad, but she kind of comforts herself by imagining that he might love her, but she she knows he never will. Yeah. So she's kind of in that state of mind when the barricade starts happening and she ends up getting shot and by oh. the the opposing forces and just dying she dies in marius's arms oh no yeah and the students are like this is the first death of the barricade we're not gonna let her death be in vain we're really gonna go fucking hard and so they start really there's like a there's a whole back and forth of guns and stuff jean valjean shows up um and he's learned since then that marius and cosette like have a thing and so jean valjean shows up he's like i'm a volunteer i'm gonna help you He's got his eyes on Marius and he's like, he sings this song called Bring Him Home where he's like, I'm not letting you die here, bro. Oh. Yeah. So there's this there's this whole shootout. There's this character named Gavroche who is a little boy and he's so cute. He's this little street urchin boy and he's like, he has a couple moments where he like flips off the cops and like nice. is super cool. I uh, like him. And then there's this moment where he has to like sneak across the enemy line to like get more ammo or something. And he goes and does it because he's really little. And then he like yeah. has this triumphant moment at the top of the barricade. And then he gets popped and he dies. Oh, no. Well, don't stand on top of the barricade. Right. That was his first mistake. His name's Gavroche? Yeah. That's a sick name. It's very cute. And it's just this little boy. Like yeah. seeing this live was very fun because like the child actors are very cute. Oh. Um. So yeah, he he dies, and it ends up that like fucking all of them die. All of the sure. students. Sure. I mean, what are you gonna do? You're they fighting just the get fucking popped. Yeah. Um, Jean Valjean, Marius gets injured in his leg, I think, and Jean Valjean drags him through a sewer, and oh. it's like mm-hmm. to get to like get him out of there. And it's yeah, like it's, it's not a very cool like staging moment where like they go through a sewer grate, and then the there's like a screen with a projector and like the projector is taking you through the sewer while the actors are like dragging. It's very Oh, cool. that's cool. Yeah. Um, so like his, his leg's gonna get infected though. Yeah, I mean bad, bad time. Bad, bad time. Yeah. Um yeah. I kind of skipped over the what happens at like intermission, which is they sing this song called One Day More and it's all very emotional and I did cry and then I had to run to the bathroom. Um, to cry but anyway yeah right people are fighting for their freedom but you didn't want to cry in public no or like i ran to the bathroom because i had to pee because it was intermission right got it (laughs) got it got it got it it. i thought you were like i was crying so i ran to the bathroom so i could cry no no in the bathroom i was just trying to pee super fast because they only gave you like 10 minutes and it was a big that's not that's hardly an intermission it was not enough yeah um it's a long fucking show if you can't tell from the synopsis I, I, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it though. So, okay, the barricade happens, they all die. Eventually, 
Cosette and Marius are like getting married and Jean Valjean's like, oh God, I can't ever let Cosette find out that I used to be a convict because it'll like ruin her life. So I'm going to dip. Why? Mm, France. Just France. Yeah. Just, just France. Um, so he's like, Marius, you take care of my daughter. I'm going to, I'm going to bounce. Um, and so they get married. Deuces. But at the wedding, the Tenardiers show up and they tell Marius, they're like, hey, did you know that Jean Valjean was actually the one who like pulled you out through the sewers and like saved your life and shit? And he was like, oh my God, I did not know that. He That's didn't? so nice. No, they just didn't say anything. Was he unconscious? Yeah. Oh. And he was like, oh my God, I did not know that. I gotta go find Jean Valjean because he's right. a good fucking dude and I don't want him to, to leave. And I, it doesn't matter that he's an ex-con. We'll figure it out. His daughter will, won't care, you know? Of course not. So Marius and Cosette, now married, go find Jean Valjean somewhere in some nondescript cottage where he's like fully dying. And right. we see on stage, we see, you know, the actor for Fontaine comes back out and she's wearing this like long white dress. Oh. And the actor for Eponine comes back out and they they kind of take Jean Valjean away while like Cosette and Marius like look on. And we've just kind of, we've seen this man die. Oh, right. also I didn't mention Javert. Uh, Ends up having this conversation or this confrontation with Jean Valjean where like Jean Valjean absolutely could have killed him and then he didn't. And that fucks Javert up so much. He's like, this dude could have killed me. That's all I know. That fucks him up so much that he kills himself. What? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. It just fucked his whole worldview up because he's like yeah. this convict. Right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, oh my God, I put so many of these chain gang men to death because I thought they would just never change. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. He has this line while he's singing his suicide song, which is like, he doesn't know that by saving my life, he's also ended it. Like he, like. Yeah. Yeah. He's That's just fun. so fucked up. Yeah. So yeah. he. he he kills himself. It's it's it was very well done last night. Yeah. Um he like Seems jumps like he off the balcony into water. What? Into into water. Yeah. Hmm. It's a weird way to do it. Weird way to do it. Well, it's you France. know it's it's the nineteenth century. What right. are they gonna do? That's yeah, that's true. Um yeah, so then John Valjean dies and then we see you know all the students come out and everybody who's died they come out and they have one big, last big rousing number of do you hear the people sing or whatever oh, I like that um, yeah and it's very it's very emotional and that's lame is wow I gotta tell mm-hmm. you I didn't know I know you didn't I had no idea and let me hit you okay you're not gonna like this idea but maybe <laughs> maybe some people out there will and they'll okay. help me fund it. I would love to do some musical theater productions. Sans song. So we that's, take the that's plot. A play. That's a play. No, but I want to take these stories that like I've never been able to enjoy because they sing every word in that musical. And so like maybe Michael, get, maybe you should some... just develop an appreciation for vocal acrobatics. Because that's I would, hard to do. I would love to, but but I'm 30, and so like, <laughs> let's say that that doesn't happen. I still want to be able to enjoy these stories. These are great stories, so maybe maybe we put on a production where we don't sing. Well, this is also a book. I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> you could just read a book. I would love to read the book. Okay, okay. I didn't know it was a book. You didn't know Les Miserables by Victor Hugo was a 
potentially one of the most important novels ever written and almost one of the longest. Here's the thing. When I hear the title and I associate it with musical theater, I'm just going to brush it off. Any information goes in one ear, out the other, because uh, I'm just like, I'm not going to enjoy this story. I now know that I would have. Mm-hmm. And I know Victor Hugo. And so he, I'll check it out. He's the Notre Dame guy. Yes, that's uh, that's how I know him. Yeah. No singing in that. No singing Wait. in that. Well, in the <laughs> Disney one. Yeah, there is. There is. Damn it. <laughs> Well, that's fun. I I do genuinely appreciate you taking me through that plot because, again, I had no fucking clue. This makes yeah. me, you know, a uh, more sophisticated person, I think, because I, I know the plot of Les Mis. Uh, I just, you know, I, I can talk I, about it. I want to point out that it's like it's this really moving story, you know, about everything that I've already mentioned. But it, it, it explores classism and it explores what happens to human nature when you're in extreme conditions. Um, See, I like that. But, you know, it's the most, I think the most popular musical of all time. Like, so, so many people have seen it. And theater, yeah. live theater is pretty elitist, you know? So it's right. this Interesting. theater full of rich people watching this play about the struggles of poverty. And it kind of just, it makes you think, you know? Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I like that. Yeah. Makes that's beautiful it's a thinker and i'm glad it's you got thinker. to see it i wouldn't have gotten to see it had my you know wealthy coworker not offered to to show me it so and if it wasn't pisces season and if it wasn't pisces season so lots to think about go to school we love it lots to th- go to school it's colors go, go to school it's all colors <laughs> well man we breezed through this episode we're already in an hour i know hour I, five what happens when i prepare shit I know. I love it. Uh, I didn't prepare anything, so I appreciate you doing so much preparation. There we go. Uh, next week, I am going to try to prepare things. But before we wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, have had an elbow bleed for some time. A elbow bleed. Uh, it fucks with my sleep. Mm-hmm. I was uh, up last night. My mother was was up late as well. And we turned on Saturday Night Live. Yes. Now... First of all, there seemed like a new, a whole new cast, except for like Keenan Thompson, and they all are, they seem great. Sure. However, last night it was hosted by Woody Harrelson. Sure. Now, what are your thoughts on Woody Harrelson? Just got reactions? I genuinely don't know anything about him. I know he was in The Hunger Games. Um, I think I saw that movie once, and otherwise I've never seen anything with him in it, so I, I have no thoughts. Now, he... He was in Cheers, the show. I could not have told you that. I did not know that until last night. My mom was like, that's the guy from Cheers. And I was like, no, that's the guy from Zombieland. And we were both right. <laughs> um, now, she loved him from Cheers. I loved him from Zombieland. Love that movie. He does He does really, really great in that film. Uh, and and so I, I had an appreciation for Woody Harrelson. And she likes Hunger Games, so she had seen him in that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So we turn it on. We're like, oh, fun. You know, and I knew he was like this hippie dude, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I told my mom that he wasn't in Cheers, she pulled up his Wikipedia page to prove me wrong, which she did. Uh, but then she kept reading. And Woody Harrelson is, in fact, a hippie who lives in Hawaii, but he's from Texas. And yeah. so he's he's got this interesting, you know, like dichotomy in his personality. Um, and we found out on his Wikipedia page that he was an anti-masker. Mm. Um, now, that already... Uh, you know, we're on shaky ground. 
How right? quickly we forget. Yeah, and then we keep reading, uh, and he promoted this um, conspiracy theory that 5G was connected to the COVID-19, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now now we're on even shakier ground, right? And all we're reading all this while we're watching his monologue. And, you know, he's doing his Woody Harrelson thing. He's making jokes about smoking weed and forgetting about things, you know, weed. Uh, classic stoner comedy. Classic stoner comedy. He's a, he's a vegan, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he gets to the end, and he the whole time he's been, like, talking about how he went, last time he performed on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, it was in 2019. He left uh, that night, went to bed in New York City, woke up, and then read a script in Central Park. And the, like, recurring joke was that he was talking, he was, like, he smoked a joint before he read the script, so he kept, like, you know, interrupting himself and going off on tangents, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the monologue, he gets, he finally tells us about this script. And it was this joke, like, I thought this script was unbelievable. Fucking little did I know. And apparently the script, he said, totally made up, uh, he said was like this uh, post-apocalyptic film where... uh, the these drug cartels buy out all the politicians and drug manufacturers and then force people into their homes until they take this drug that the drug cartels are producing and then they can finally come out of their homes and that's how he ended his monologue and i was taken aback natalie i was Mm -hmm. taken i was like whoa that was so not funny (laughs) and so stupid and then I open up Twitter and the conservatives are all aflutter with how wonderful they were like liberal liberals probably didn't even understand what he was talking about. The silence in the room said it all, all these things. And I was just like, man, the death of Woody Harrelson just happened right in front of me. I didn't know. I thought he was just the charming guy from Zombieland. But now, disappointed. They have they write the monologues beforehand. So SNL co-signed that. And I don't Sometimes they go off script. Like Yeah, I know, I know Kanye did. Kanye did. I think Dave Chappelle did. I think Louie did as well. Everyone with bad opinions. Right, yeah. Everyone goes who off sucks. Script. Yes, yes. They go off script sometimes. All right, well, whatever. Yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up because that was very disappointing. And we're recording on Sunday, so I get to talk about Saturday Night Live, which I yeah, never watched. Because now it's Sunday night morning and exactly. we, can, we can debrief. Yes, go to school. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this oh, was a fun one, eh? Yeah, this was a fun one. A nice little morning pod. I enjoyed myself. Happy Pisces season. Happy Pisces season, spelled S-Z-N. Yes. Um, <laughs> I hope everybody is having a good one and that, you know, a little a little fish magic has found its way to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Because it sure has found its way to me. Apparently, we're starting it off right. What do you have affirmations? No, I should. I like I lo- I like the one that I have because your yeah yours is great. It's not corny. It's Every- not corny. I think that's the fear with an me. affirmation. You know, I've got plot armor. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit one. I'm gonna get one. Okay, you want to brainstorm? Yeah 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 yeah. I got a lot of body problems. Mm-hmm. I would love to do something with that, probably. Okay. 
Now, um, this affirmation, let's we're going to do like a positive right. self-talk is yes. kind of the idea, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Positive self-talk, but not stupid. That's kind of the never-ending challenge. Right. Yeah. That, and that is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I want I wanted to, I want to throw in some appreciation for the fact that my body keeps me alive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Okay. 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 My I'm gonna say like my my body uh keeps me alive and lets me uh create. I am thinking something along the lines of like, you are so smart and have so much cosmic power that the universe had to nerf you. I like that a lot. Okay. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. The universe had to nerf. I don't I don't want to end it on the universe had to nerf me though. Yeah, true, true. Right. But but I like the okay, I'm so smart. The the concept of like if you if you didn't have body problems, you'd simply be too powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. All right, I'm going to run that one. Yeah, yeah. We're chew on that. Figure that and out. And and I'll check back in. Perfect. You wiggling around the mic? Yeah, I'm dancing. Doing a little wiggle dance? Yeah, getting it together. <laughs> well, this has been very fun. Cool. You want to wrap her up? I'm down. If you, you want to pull, pull her into the station? Pull her into the station. Um, any closing thoughts or feelings? Well, uh, you know, I want to thank Ryan and Jeff because we played some fun Rocket League yesterday. And, you know, Jeff. Jeff has a lovely girlfriend, and so he spends a lot of time with her. We 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 miss our boy. Yeah, we got him. We got your, him yesterday. Your boy came home. He came home. We had so much fun. We killed it. Did you end up playing longer into the night since you didn't have to record? Uh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, we, we were going to record the podcast last night, and then I got to go see Les Mis, and Michael got to play more Rocket League with Jeff. Yeah, you were like, "Can we do it in thirty minutes or tomorrow?" And I was like, "Let's do tomorrow." Tomorrow, your boy's, gonna, your boy's gonna be playing for at least another thirty minutes. Hell yeah! Uh, and it was it was a great time. Loved it. Perfect. Loved it. Cute. You got mm -hmm. anything exciting coming up this week? Uh, yes, actually. So I uh, in the next week on Monday I have therapy. Love it. On Tuesday I go see my hematologist. To talk about uh, a knee surgery, bionic knee, a knee replacement, uh, and I'm also going to ask him about uh, him helping me apply for disability because on Wednesday then I have my disability interview thing. Mm. Yeah, what's so. that? They they got to interview you to make sure you're disabled. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, yeah. They're like, "Are you really worth us giving you money? How disabled are you?" Is basically the conversation. That's great. I love that. And people get denied constantly, despite having a legitimate disability. And so I have to like put some documentation together. Thankfully, I think hemophilia is one is on the short list. You yeah. know, there's like a couple disease states that are on the short list, and I'm pretty sure hemophilia is on there. So hopefully, uh, hopefully your boy can get in. But it is certainly a problem because uh, we make it too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. really great. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, good luck with Thank all you very of much. that. Do you Thank think you. that you could ask your hematologist if um, when, well, maybe this is more of a question for your surgeon, if when you maybe get a knee replacement, could it be a knee that's made of gold? Whoa. I think, yeah, I think that's more of a question for the surgeon. Yeah. I will certainly ask because I think that is worth 
worth investigating. Yeah, I think that would be pretty tight. No one would see it, but you'd know. I would know that I had a golden knee. Yeah. At least a part, you know, like one one part of it should yeah, be Yeah, just inlay some gold at the top. Yeah. Yeah, just G- dip it in gold. Give your knee a grill. Give my knee a grill. I'll, I'll look into that. Great. I don't know if the insurance is going to go for it, but maybe, you know. Maybe. I think we could crowdfund. I think the, the <gasps> listeners would help. <laughs> listeners, will you help me? gold-plated <laughs> knee. That'd be pretty sick. It might be kind of heavy, but worth it. Well, that's just, you know how when you're you're warming up to swing a baseball bat, you swing two? That's kind of, you're just, you're overcorrecting. Right, but I'll never take off. No, <laughs> no. You're always going to swing with two baseball bats. <laughs> huh. Well. For double the hits, baby. It's worth trying. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's worth trying. Okay, great. Well, now I feel good about wrapping up that we had that important discussion. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. You give me a lot to a lot to think about there. For sure. I just that's my job, you know, as my as your friend, I'm here to, you know, support you but also challenge you and make you think outside the box. Absolutely. And that's yeah. certainly outside of the box. Yeah. Inside Go of to me. School. Outside of Inside the box. of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. All right. I'll I'll say the bye-bye stuff. Uh thank you to Ryan and Brandel for our theme song. Thank you to Kevin Budden for our cover art. Thank you to Paige for the the, the slap chopping that she's going to do to all this. Um, thank you to Michael for, you know, his various works and efforts. Um, and thank you to you for listening to this. Hey, if you're listening to this, I hope you have a really good week. I hope that you find some money on the ground. Yeah, it's like hell yeah. A, it's like, it's like, it's only, it's not going to be a lot of money. Okay, I can't do that much. But you're going to find like $5 and you're going to take it as a sign to go get an ice cream. Yeah, or someone's debit card. Yeah, no, don't. Uh. I hope, if you find someone's debit card, please return it to them. That would be very stressful. After? No. McDonald's. <laughs> no, no, no. You, if you, see, if you find somebody's debit card and you return it to them, they will maybe buy you ice cream as thank you. For your maybe. generosity of spirit, and then maybe you'll fall in love. Oh, uh, that's fun. Right? But you could act like you found it after someone went to McDonald's and bought a Sunday. But who would that have been? I don't know, some fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I hope that does not happen. Yeah, me neither. No, that's bad. <laughs> have you learned <laughs> nothing from Lamez? That's chain gang status. All right. Um, cool. Anything else well, to say? And, th- and thank you, Natalie. Oh, thank you. Thank you and, for thanking me. And I love you. I love you. Wow. What a great time we have here on this podcast, eh? I know. I love it's, it. It was a great time. <laughs> cool. Well, I think all that's left to say is good, good night, night, New York. York. We love you. Bye. My ex and I podcast, they're talking exes for the rest of us.